Turn it off. Try to listen to Digging Deeper. That's better. This is Digging Deeper with West Track. Joining me on this episode of Digging Deeper is West Track General Manager Risk, Safety and Security, Kevin Buckley. We're talking about the ways in which technology, people, systems and processes can work together to enhance safety performance in the construction industry. Kevin, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Simon. It's great to be here. Let's start with the problem. It's no secret that the construction sector is one of the worst performing industries as a whole when it comes to injuries and fatalities. What are some of the major reasons behind this? I think it's a really complex uh, interaction between a bunch of different systems there, but there's no question that construction generally is inherently a potentially dangerous environment. You know, you've got both large-scale uh, you know, construction sites where there's uh, large amounts of machinery and uh, moving parts and equipment moving all over the place, right down to your smaller you know, residential uh, shop builds and things like that, which are um, perhaps not so extensive and so many moving parts, but a lot less supervision and a lot less um, perhaps rigour around some of the processes and things that are in place. But I think the important thing to keep in mind is that any risk can be managed. You know, if, if these things weren't able to be done safely, I don't think there's anyone anymore who would be asking people to do those jobs. So the question comes down to how do you manage the risks that are inherent in that construction industry and in that space? You know, the biggest causes of injuries, if you look statistically at the construction industry, is firstly being hit by an object, and that includes machinery, it includes vehicles. It's lifting and pushing, so leading to your soft tissue musculoskeletal injuries uh, and falling from heights where obviously in construction, you know, you, as you go up, you increase the degree of risk. From a fatality's point of view, vehicle collisions remain the biggest issue. Electrocution, being trapped between pieces of equipment or being hit by a moving object lead to the highest number of fatalities within uh, the construction industry. And I think that the smaller the scale of the job or the smaller the scale of the industry, generally the fewer controls will be in place around some of those risks. And that's potentially a problem. And looking at the statistics within the sector, are we seeing improvements over time? And if so, what are some of the drivers that are influencing that? Yeah, I think it, it's definitely clear that you know, a rising tide lifts all boats, if you like, and what we have seen over the last number of years and, and in fact, decades, if you go back statistically, you know, there's absolutely an, an improvement in the safety performance across the construction sector. Well, certainly increased regulation and improved standards is a part of that. Um, as we identify and understand what some of those problems are, I think governments and the industry sectors have been very adept at improving their expectations and their um, their basic processes around some of those things. Better training is absolutely a part of the solution. We know that um, you know there are certain tasks you can't do these days on building sites and on construction sites unless you're properly trained, unless you have adequate licensing. Uh, and so that's been a huge part of it. I think community expectations have changed as well. And I think the families who, who allow their family members to go off and be part of the construction workforce now have different expectations than perhaps my parents or you know their grandparents might have had many years ago. Technology absolutely plays a role in how we 
have and can continue to improve safety in construction sites. Personal protective equipment has improved, but I'd make very clearly the point that if you're relying on PPE to help you in an injury, you're, it's already too late because PPE is typically on your body and if that's the case, then the cause of that injury has already arrived. And I think as well, we're getting better now with data and data analytics and the ability to know what's going on on a construction site. And so, for example, the CAT Connected Worker System um, enables a building site to know, or a construction site, to know where the people are, what they are doing, how they are interacting with machinery, with other workers who are on the same site. And being able to have that level of visibility and being able to analyse those um, inputs helps anyone to be able to set up a much safer site. Well, Kevin, this is digging deeper, so let's dig a little deeper. And in particular, um, I'd like to explore some of those technological innovations that are having an impact. Where are we seeing these and in what sort of areas? Well, as I say, I think you know, probably one of the, the most exciting and interesting um, developments is in that connected worker space. And I, as I say, Caterpillar is certainly doing a lot of work in that area. Um, but the ability to know where a worker is on a site, how close they are to other workers, how close they are to moving machinery and plant, um, being able to identify when people have perhaps gotten close to an area where we don't want them to be. And if you take you know, large-scale construction sites where perhaps there's you know, drilling going on or excavation work taking place, we don't want workers close to open edges and things like that. So the ability to sort of bring people there uh, and, and know where they are is really important. Um, I think if you look at the, uh, the people who operate a lot of the machines uh, on those construction sites, we've been able to use technology to make their job easier and in so doing allow them to focus more on the work at hand and all those moving parts that are around them. So you take, for example, um, a person operating a, an excavator on a site has a much more comfortable work environment now than they might have had 20 or 30 years ago. You've got, you know, uh, air-conditioned cabins with pressurisation so that, you know, there's a reduction in the amount of noise, there's a reduction in the amount of dust and everything else that that person has to deal with. And that enables the operator to focus more clearly on the tasks that they're doing, the hazards that are around them uh, in every direction. And that increased focus and attention absolutely makes the job site a lot safer. I think, uh, as well, one of the things that we've been able to do is ensure that our staff um, and the people working on those sites are adequately trained, that you know, we capture them at the induction and onboarding stage to make sure that they've got a construction industry safety card, that they've got appropriate qualifications for the work that we're asking them to do, that they are informed of what the hazards are on the site, that every day people on the site know what the tasks are going to be that are being undertaken and we can de-conflict where those areas are where people may become um, put in danger. This is Digging Deeper with Westrack. So how much of a role do safety performance statistics and general industry feedback play in defining the way that the likes of Caterpillar and suppliers such as Westrack evolve product and service offerings over time? Well, I think what performance statistics and, and data generally allows us to do 
is to analyse problems so that we actually understand what the causes and the mechanisms of those problems are rather than going by instinct or by feel. So, for example, we take the cat-connected worker system. What that process will allow us to do is to uh, understand where movements are of people on a job site, how close they're getting to you know, vehicle tracks and things like that. Um, it allows us to much more clearly understand what the nature of the construction job is as opposed to um, what we think that it might be or where people probably are and things like that. But I think um, as well, what a lot of technology allow us to do is to have multiple uses. So while, as I said, we might have taken customer feedback for something like cabin comfort on an excavator or on a skid steer, uh, those things absolutely go to make the life of the operator much more pleasant and much more comfortable. But what they also allow us to do is to have that operator far more focused on the job that they're doing, far more connected into the environment around them and the hazards that are there so that we actually do improve safety. Another example of that might be you know, closed-circuit television cameras. Well, we use those traditionally. They were often introduced for security purposes so that we knew that there was nobody on a site, for example, who shouldn't be there, particularly after hours. But what CCTV can also do is allow you to understand what the movement patterns of vehicles are on your site and what the movement patterns of pedestrians or workers on your site are and allows you to put very clear buffer zones in for those into those areas. Um, and it's easy to say, well, we've got roads for vehicles and we've got footpaths for people, but in many cases, you know, people don't follow the rules. And so we, while we don't want to necessarily set up a big brother surveillance kind of activity, what it does allow us to do is check that people are, um, are following what they're doing. So I guess what you're saying then is that in many cases, safety becomes sort of a beneficial side effect of uh, improvements, technological improvements that might be made to improve things like productivity and efficiency and accuracy. Yeah, look, I think that's fair to say. I, I wouldn't say that we don't ever go out and design products or design activities with safety first and foremost in mind. But I think particularly if you take as an example culture and you know, people often want to talk about safety culture and workplace culture, um, for myself, I'm not a big believer in safety culture as a standalone entity. I don't believe that you tell light switches you can turn on and turn off within people or within a job environment. But the place, the culture of a workplace um, leads you to have better or worse safety as an output of that culture. But if you can manage to combine um, your workplace culture with the right mindset in your people, um, with better technology, with improved training, with good leadership, with great equipment, with good use of data and analytics, you can create an environment which is safe for people to work in, which allows better productivity, which allows a happier, more engaged workforce, and which leads ultimately everybody to get to go home safely at the end of the day. Well, let's let's explore that just a little bit more. No doubt you and every other safety professional would tell us that to work effectively, safety has got to be embedded into the culture of an organisation and perhaps beyond the bounds of the organisation itself and across the entire industry. So 
how would you go about creating the right sort of alignment, say, within the organisation, extending that out to subcontractors and suppliers and other stakeholders and customers um, so that safety does just become integral to everyday operations? I think particularly if you think of a construction site where you've got multiple organisations working in concert, you've got obviously usually got a head contractor, but there'll be a number of subcontractors undertaking specialist tasks. A big part of the solution or of the approach that needs to be taken there is to ensure that there are consistent standards being applied and consistent expectations being applied across that whole work site. So it's not good enough to say the people who work for the head contractor um, get all of these uh, benefits and privileges and we have expectations of them, but that subcontractor over there, well, they're not our problem anymore because any any problems that accrue to them belong to that subcontractor. So I think you've really got to make sure that the expectations on a job site are clear to everybody, are the same expectations for everybody. You can't have uh, one set of rules for uh, the excavation crew and another set of rules for the concreters and another set of rules for the electricians who are working on site. Um, it's got to be a very clear set of expectations with common standards, common work practices, uh, where it's appropriate to have them and make sure that everybody feels that not only do the rules apply to them equally, but the value applies to them equally as well. One of the areas that perhaps we are seeing, you know, a big, almost a step change is in the sort of integration and um, interactivity or, or connection from people to equipment and equipment to equipment and um, people to people. And that's probably one of the key drivers for CAT Connected Worker. Is that something that you see is a really significant kind of a step towards improved safety performance? Yeah, absolutely. I think that the ultimate output of that, which is that common operating picture so that everyone working on the site has access to information about where other people are, where machinery is, where equipment is. That is fundamental to us understanding and creating a safe environment. You know, we know from our experience with autonomous mining machines that allowing technology to take a lead, human-assisted but leading role in mine site productivity leads to better outcomes. We know that the trucks that are autonomous don't crash into each other, that they follow the road. The only time we ever see issues with those autonomous mining trucks is when human-driven manned vehicles get in the way of them and it causes problems. Ultimately, what you need is to create a work site where everybody is able to know that a person you know, is moving in the vicinity of their machine, that a person is working at height and isn't working in isolation. Um, that a person is going to enter a confined space where perhaps there might be, you know, ventilation issues or gas issues and things like that. So having that visibility and being able to create an environment where, um, as I say, there's that all-informed network of people who can see and intervene when necessary and facilitate when necessary um, helps to create for a much safer environment for everyone to work in. Just to sum up, Kevin, where are we today um, bearing those things in mind in terms of safety performance and its place um, in the industry compared to, say, 10 or 20 years ago? 
Well, I think that absolutely, as we said right at the outset, the construction sector in particular and industry generally is improving all the time in terms of safety. But it is in large part a journey without a destination. You just keep on going. There is no place where you get to where you say, we've done enough and we can stop now from a safety perspective. So I think that in terms of where we were 10 or 20 years ago, absolutely things are a lot better. In terms of where we will be in another 20 years, we'll probably look back at 2021 and our children will wonder what we were thinking in some respects. But I think that, um, you know, there are obviously always going to be improvements. We're doing better now. But in the end, what we want to do is make sure that every person who goes to work gets to go home in the same way that they arrived. They've got all their fingers and toes intact. They've got no new bruises. They've got no new, you know, dents in their ego or anything else. We want to make sure that people's whole self is looked after at work. And ultimately, that's our goal. And it's not one you can ever take your foot off the pedal for. Kevin, I really appreciate you joining us on Digging Deeper. And if safety is something you want to know more about, look for Westrack's white paper on construction sector safety, which explores the ways that people, process and technology are combining for better outcomes. You can find it on the Westrack website at westrack.com.au. It's time to knock off for another episode of Digging Deeper with Westrack. For more episodes, head over to westtrack.com.au.